people, 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 people. Welcome back to the All Just Aside podcast. It's your boy DJ David. Whatever you want to call me, we here, here with Corey, here with Ant. Y'all say what's up to the people. What's up, beautiful people? It's Corey back in the house, kind of like House of Pain, Tyler Perry edition. Um, glad to be back. A lot of sports drama. Wasn't Corey in the house a show too? Corey in the house was a show. <laughs> Corey in the house of pain. That's a good nickname. Might have to, we have to, we might have to put that in this rotation. You gotta but change your Instagram name now. Corey in the house of pain is a good IG name. But nah, um, a serious note. Um, a lot of sports drama. A lot of sports news to go over. Glad to have um, our main man Ant back. He was out of commission last time, but he is bizack. It is good to be back. You know, sometimes in life. When duty calls, duty calls. And uh, last week, I had to um, go get some x-rays on my ankle. And it took me about nine long, tedious hours <laughs> to, you know, finally get those results that I had been uh, yearning for. So, um, I definitely might have to consider writing a Yelp review. Um, and, uh, Corey, I need you to be the first person on there to comment and like <laughs> and, sh- and share. <laughs> My Yelp review. Corey in the House of Pain. Comments. They do suck. <laughs> they do suck. Man, they were going here for x <laughs> I got boy and out here. Out. What's, your, what's the injury report on you? Four to six weeks? Yeah, four to six weeks right now, guys. Four to six weeks. No running, no jumping. Oh, man. Yeah. I hate that for you. Wow. Well, um, I, me and Corey are healthy. Um, so we just going to pray for Ant's, Ant's health. But we're going to jump right into things. Um, we had a crazy, crazy Sweet 16 and Elite 8 weekend. Just just to recap on it um, a little bit, you know, Arkansas, Duke, Duke took that to go to the Final Four. Um, the beautiful Cinderella story that is St. Peter's um, finally took a slug, um, and they lost to UNC. It hurt my soul because they beat Purdue. I don't know how they did that still. Um, we have Villanova beating Houston to advance to the Final Four, and then we had the Kansas Jayhawks putting a slacking on University of Miami. And I guess the, the question I can pose to y'all is, first off, um, just looking at the Final Four, um, we got a Duke-UNC matchup that's never happened in the NCAA tournament, which to think, you know, the history of those two programs for it to never have happened is amazing and it's wild. And then we got Kansas versus Villanova. Who do y'all have um, winning those two matchups? First off, just to focus on the Final Four. Well, David, I want to first start off. I want to shout out to everybody who's in our tournament challenge group. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we got to shout out everybody that came out and supported. You can definitely win that $50 gift card. Just remember to follow the page on IG and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we check it. And right now, I don't know how, but David is in first place. <laughs> but I want to do a major shout out to my best friend, my guy, my papa, my father, <laughs> El Senor Payne, Mr. Antonio Payne, tied for first place. Hold on, we can't even get any more points. We both maxed out. Hey, man. We hey, also, team. shout out Sumter Groves. A fellow monumental employee, he might win. He might win. Yeah, if, if, if he can, because he had Kansas and Duke both in the Final Four. So that's Sumter. Um, he right now is in third place with 640. His max is 800. Um, also, also, got to shout out um, whoever SB Magnificence 2 is. I don't know who you are. You know who that is, Ant? I don't know who that is. But they actually right now have the highest projected max. They're at 1090 max, um, and they have Villanova winning. So 
if 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 Villanova can somehow take it all, they will definitely be walking away with that uh that gift card. But yeah, yeah, man. And where are you at on this list? Uh, I'm towards the bottom. I think I'm, I think I'm in last place. Nah, well, you might be in last, but I'm probably you know second to last. No, nah, I'm 22nd. How does it How does it feel to to be losers, guys? Hey, look, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. All right, man. This, this is might <laughs> the, be the, the, thing the craziest is, though, bracket challenge. The ever. thing is though, DJ, you're talking all this trash. You're in first place temporarily. Me and Corey's dad are gonna tie. I'm calling temporarily. Us. No, there's a couple of people behind you, including Keevan, right? Yeah, Keevan. Keevan, shout out to Keevan, man. He, exactly. He, um, he had that's his second bracket, not his first one. His second it one. It don't matter though. It don't. Um, he right now he only got five fifty though, but his his final projection is a thousand thirty. If he can get Villanova to really is make it to the national championship game and then win it, if that's that boy is good, but. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's gonna happen, man. I don't think it's gonna happen either. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. You know what? I'll start with my final four predictions because I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, first off, I'll start with Kansas Villanova. I don't think Villanova has a chance in on God's green earth to beat Kansas. I don't like Kansas. I don't like Bill Self. I I I may hate University of Kansas more than I hate LeBron James. And y'all know I don't like LeBron. Um, but yeah, I think Villanova not having Justin Moore. Um, he's out for, for obviously the rest of the season with the torn Achilles tendon. Not being one of their top players, I don't think they'll be able to deal with one Kansas's size, and then two Kansas's guard play. Like, I just don't feel like Villanova is going to be able to withstand any of that without Justin Moore. Um, of course, Colin Gillespie is also a little bit banged up. I don't know if y'all saw him towards the end of that game against Houston. He got his knee caught in the play. Tweaked that a little bit. Of course, you know, gamers gonna game. He's going to come back and try to play his butt off, but I don't think a banged-up Colin Gillespie is going to be enough. And then when I move up to Duke, North Carolina, I, I think Duke is coming for blood. They have to avenge that loss at Cameron Indoor, in which Chapel, I mean, UNC just beat them in Coach K's last home game. That's not something you forget. The way Duke is playing right now, they look like they can be national champions. Um, I hate storybook endings, and would I like Coach Mike Krzyzewski to get one? No. But is he pro- – in my opinion, I mean, it, that team looks good. So, I, I got a championship game with Duke, Kansas. So, what about y'all too? How, who you got winning? Like, Might as well tell us who you got winning. I told you I hate I hate storybook endings, but I also hate Kansas. So, because I hate Kansas that much, I'm going to go to Duke. I think Duke's size at the end of the day, having Mark Williams, who has been playing – his butt off in the tournament um, with Paolo Bencaro, with, of course, A.J. Griffin, who is really showing the world he is truly, truly a lottery pick um, for this upcoming draft. Having Jeremy Roach, um, having Trevor Kills kind of come out and still ball out, I think that Duke team, they just look primed to, like, send Coach K off with, like, the perfect farewell. So as much as I hate to say it, I, I got Duke winning it all right now. That's that's who I'm going with Monday night. They'll be cutting down the nuts. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. DJ, DJ, DJ. Boy, boy, boy. All right, so we're going to first look at this Kansas team, man. I'm not going to lie. I was thoroughly upset that Kansas took down my dark horse that I was telling you guys, Providence, in the Sweet 16. I think if Providence didn't get off to a terrible start in that first half, they wouldn't have been able to uh, to upset the number one seed. But Kansas, they're number one seed for a reason. They took care of business. 
uh, against Providence and then against uh, Miami as well. I'm not going to lie. They look poised to, like, really dominate Villanova. You saying Villanova has no chance in hell is very disrespectful to that guy, Jay Wright. He's been in this position before, squared. Again, I'm not going to say, you know, losing Justin Moore 15 points a game is uh, going to be detrimental to that Villanova squad, but I'm not thinking they get blown out. Um, I think Kansas does win, but I think it will be a very defensive battle. I think it will be a definitive win for Kansas, maybe like seven or eight, but I, I don't see um, Villanova um, getting blown out, and that's primarily to, because of uh, who their coach is and Jay Wright. Um, he's going to figure out a way to utilize Colin Gillespie, Brandon Slater. He might have to step up and be a shot maker. You know, Sam Hughes, he's been balling all um, NCAA tournament. So he's going to find a way to, you know, come make it competitive. And you talk about their size as well. Like, they went up against 7-2 uh, Hunter Dickinson. And, yes, he did give them problems. But in the end, when it was time to get stops, they got those stops. So, I'm confident it will be a closer game. Now, in that Duke-UNC game, I th I don't think you could ask for a more poetic ending for Coach K. Beating or, you know, competing against his arch rival in UNC, I think is a, a great way to end a very great coaching career. I do think Duke take care takes care of UNC and go on to the, uh, to the championship. UNC size, though, last game at Cameron Indoor, when I tell you Armando Baker and Brady uh, Manning, they imposed their will on um, Duke. I think that left a sour taste in Duke's mouth, and I think Duke is just going to be ready and willing to um, do whatever it takes to, you know, avenge that loss and make sure that Coach K goes out on top against um, his, uh, their, his rival. So basically they're getting it back in blood. That's what you, that's what you they are we're gonna get it back in blood. Now that championship game, I'm not sure, man. That I I would love to see Coach K win it all. I would love to see them win it all. However, oh my god, that bro. Kansas team, man. I think this is the year they get it done. To be honest, I think this is the year Kansas get the gets it done. I, I'm going to be rooting for Duke, just like when Duke played Texas Tech. I thought Texas Tech was the better team. I thought they were going to be able to, you know, lock up defensively, um, dictate the pace of the game. And ultimately get the win, but you know Duke came out, they battled, and uh, they ultimately won that game. I was rooting for Duke, but I thought Texas Tech was going to win. I hope the same happens in the national title game. If those two teams score off, I'm going to be rooting for Duke, but I think Kansas takes it. So you got Kansas. Kansas. I got Kansas. All right. So I guess. Apologist. All right. Come so. On, oh man. So give me some good news. Harp won. Um, kind of the recap from this weekend. Um, really sad to see. Justin Moore um, from Villanova, Terrence Achilles, very close um, family friend of ours. Um, we actually got a chance to go see him play in New York um, at the Big East tournament. Um, pretty much was killing it then. Has been the team literally has been killing it on all cylinders, hitting on all cylinders. I should say, um, ever since the end of the season, and definitely we're looking like like a team to reckon with. They had found their core seven eight man rotation. Everybody knew they roll. Um, Colin and Justin were bigger guards that were able to kind of they necessarily not beat you off the dribble, but literally get you in the post and just bully you and get to the basket or hit open shooters. With that said, Wait, weren't you supposed to go to the Final Four too? I was supposed to go to the Final Four. Villanova made it. You're Unfortunately, with Justin being hurt, I don't feel as you're a real one. 
I don't feel as comfortable heading there and celebrating. It's kind of like he would never say this, but I'm sure if they won a championship, I feel like he would feel away. Um, he would never say this out loud. He's going to, of course, support his teammates, but it does kind of, especially when, when you're one of the better players on the team. Why do you feel away? You don't get a ring. My fault. We getting off, I'm getting off topic. I mean, it, it hurts because you want it. If they're going to win it, you want it to be with you type of thing. Um, and you don't, even though he was there up until the Final Four, he might necessarily feel a part of it. Um, I don't want to speak for him, but that's personally how I would feel. That's um, a B-minus teammate grade on 2K in my opinion. <laughs> no, I feel that. And like I said, I'm not speaking for him. But that's just kind of how I feel, just because this is his. This is also isn't his first injury. He uh, towards ACL in high school as well, so definitely dealing with that mental side of it. But to get to my prediction um, for these final four matchups, um, I feel like I hate Duke. I've always hated Duke my entire life. They just were the epitome of white privilege to me. <laughs> Growing up, I don't know. My family do hated Duke, That's why I hate Kansas. so always I'm gonna root for UNC. But I think it's just one of those things, kind of like we saw Ray Lewis win the uh, Super Bowl in his last season for the Ravens. Um, I think it's just one of those Dukes on a collision course to get to the national championship. Um, UNC. It doesn't help that UNC beat them pretty handily the last time they played. So Duke isn't gonna be caught by surprise. They're gonna be super lasered in. So. I'm going to have Duke winning, um, beating UNC. I'm honestly going to go pretty – they're going to beat them pretty bad. I think they're going to win by 10-plus. I know UNC has been winning, but I just cannot get them almost losing that 25-point lead to Baylor out of my head, even though Manic got kicked out the game, Caleb Love fouled out. It just – I did not like their body language and their approach when they almost gave up that 25-point lead to Baylor. And it's just – that wasn't championship DNA to me, so I don't think they get to the championship. Hmm. When it comes to Kansas Villanova, we kind of already spoke on it. I think Villanova, because Jermaine Samuels and Eric Dixon can shoot a little bit, I don't think the size is going to be that much of an issue as David does. But I just think without your leading, I don't think Justin's the second leading scorer behind Gillespie. I just think they don't have the firepower, especially with Jay Wright already having a super tight rotation as is. I think Villanova keeps it close, but Kansas ends up um, pulling away at the end when it comes to the, like free throws and all that. So, championship is Kansas Duke. I think which we all had. I think yeah. I am the tiebreaker. You are. Here we go. <sighs> Moment of truth. And like I said, I it's, think it's white privilege versus white privilege. Yeah, I just think it's gonna be one of those things. It's it's the year that Coach K is supposed to win. He's gonna go out on top. I think this is gonna be a game where Paolo comes out and shows why he was the number one. Um, prospect coming out of high school this year and supposed to be the number one draft pick. Seems like he's lost that status as the cemented number one pick, but maybe a superstar type performance in the national championship game can propel him back into that conversation with Chet and Jabari. So I go with Duke winning this game. I'll even give a final score prediction. Ooh. I'm going to go 72-65 Duke. Hmm. Paolo scores 20-plus. That's real. I mean, that's real. Big, Like you said, big players, big moments. I mean, I've said it at the beginning of, like, when we even had our um, NCAA tournament predictions. I thought Jabari Smith was going to have this moment. But it's definitely been Paolo stepping up. So, I definitely am happy you picked um, Duke over Kansas because I was going to judge you forever if you picked Bill Self. <laughs> I can't believe you picked Bill Self, man. Kansas, they have a better, th- bro. Kansas with a coach named Bill Self. Kansas has a better team. They have the better team. They're more experienced. They're older. 
there have been times, you know, Duke's youth has been called into question. Granted, I'm not going to lie, against Texas Tech, they definitely rallied. Um, Jeremy Rowe started to take over, but it's also his emergence during this part of the season. Because in the regular season, Jeremy Rose wasn't doing all of this. He wasn't. He, he wasn't really shooting was these big shots. Trevor Kills was on the court, not Jeremy Rose. Shout out these DMV boys. Again. Um, you know what's crazy, though? Like, what I've noticed, with especially more recently, with Coach K, like, teams that have made it, made crazy runs in the tournament, his point guards always do this. Tyus Jones did it. Trey Jones did it. <laughs> Jeremy Roach is next. I mean, like, every Coach K team in our, like, I would say our teenage slash adulthood years that's actually been good, it's always been because point guard play has propelled them. I mean, you can take it back, bro. You got Josh. You got I mean, Tyler I would, Thorne. You I wouldn't even go that deep. But you got Nolan Smith. Hey, look. It's a whole bunch of D. He like DMV point guards, don't he? Jay Williams. Yeah. I, I mean, just realized that he got a lot of DMV point guards. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it definitely, his, the, their point guard play propels them. And their point, his point guards, I don't know what he does, but he gets them to step up in big moments to make big shots, big plays. Um, it never fails. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had Duke out in the second round, but after watching him play, I was like, oh, they're not going to lose. Because I didn't, like you said, this Jeremy Roach explosion, like, I didn't want to hate on Jeremy Roach because he is from here. So I was just, I was kind of iffy. I was like, I don't really see it. Like, I don't really see the McDonald's All-American. Like, I hadn't seen it up until this point. But, like, the last few games of the regular season in the ACC tournament and the March Madness, he's just been kind of taking it to a whole nother level. He's hitting big shot after big shot, mm-hmm. making very timely passes, making lob. He's a really good pick-and-roll player with um, Mark. So, he's been more valuable to the team than Trevor Kills, who they were talking about could play his way into a lottery position at the beginning of the year. So, Jeez. Well, we got two Dukes, one Kansas. It'll Watch be a Kansas good one. win, too. That's, that's exactly how this goes. Kansas going to win now and ain't going to be like, I told y'all. <laughs> I told y'all they're too experienced. They're too good. I'm, I'm ready for either. Um, I don't really like Duke or Kansas, so I just have to pick a winner. But moving on, moving on. Um, NFL, past week or so, we've had a lot of different rule changes that have been taking place. Um, one being the overtime rule, the second being um, the Rooney rule. And I, I think just to like start off with the Rooney rules, I think that – is more of a important rule to focus on, especially at. I mean, you are the person that works in NFL radio, so I'll let you. I'll let you kind of, kind of hit this out the park. But like, how do you see this rule like taking shape in terms of like affecting the NFL? And then do you think it's a rule that like should have happened? Because for those who don't know the rule change, I, I guess I'll let Ant dive into it. Yeah. So for guys, I mean, for you guys that aren't uh, aware of the news. Um, the NFL has mandated that all teams add a minority offensive coach. And that not only, you know, includes uh, African-American or just minority uh, men, it also has been extended to women um, as well. When this first was announced, I seen, like, pushback on Twitter, like, people saying, uh, oh, I mean, teams shouldn't have to, like, they shouldn't be required. Like they should just, you know, feel as though they want to, you know, um, hire someone or things of that nature. And I couldn't believe the the backlash or I guess the response that this rule change got simply because I think African Americans or minorities in general, we should be appreciating. Like this again, this is a another way in for us minorities to, you know, have an impact. 
um, on the league. You know, the, the Rooney Rule two years ago got changed. First of all, the Rooney Rule gets changed so much. Like, there's so much added, so many changes. Um, and two years ago, you know, teams were required to interview African-American uh, or minority candidates for uh, coordinator positions and head coaching positions. So now that, you know, they're requiring that women and other minorities be minority or offensive coaches, I just feel like we see this time and time again um, with all these changes being made. But, you know, coaches and staffs and programs, they're figuring out ways around it. It's almost like every police reform proposal, you know, they say one thing about it and then they find uh, another way to, you know, get away with, you know, killing somebody or something along those lines. So I just feel like it sounds good on paper, um, but I really just want to see it implemented and um, exercised like to a T. Like David Cully brought in last year, fired, fired right away, fired. Like he, he did he, get replaced by another black man, though. But it don't matter. <laughs> it, it's the principle, though. Like you brought him in. He was expecting his quarterback to be Deshaun Watson. Five. He didn't have Deshaun Watson all season long. But guess what? He got the same amount of men, wins that Deshaun got the season before when he went 4-12. and And this year, he went 4-13 and with a quarterback carousel. So, I just don't think people are giving the, you know, right and just, um, you know, time and lead. Including Brian Flores. I don't think he should have been fired, to be honest. I don't. Like, he decided not to take... He decided to make a push for the playoffs. Granted, they went they went on a seven game losing streak. Then they went on a seven game winning streak. I wish they had you know won those uh, last nine games um, straight, but you know he didn't, and they they ended up missing the playoffs by one game. But bro, for him to finish the season nine and one is incredible, and you wanted him to pay him off and tank. Nah, that shouldn't that shouldn't be how it is. So, um, yeah, that that's the new Rooney Rule. I just want to see. Um, Things exercise differently among these NFL teams. No, yeah, I definitely agree. I think when like you kind of read about and think about this rule, the the cruel part about it is that, and we were talking about this beforehand. Corey mentioned it. Like it just says an offensive position or offensive coach. It doesn't say what. It doesn't say you have to have a black coordinator or a black position coach. Or it can be a quality control quarterback coach. Like mm-hmm. like what? Like, like what? Like it's almost like Mike McDaniel. Like Mike McDaniel was on the, the the coaching staff here in Washington with the Lafleurs, the uh, Shanahan, and uh, who, uh, Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. Mike Mike McDaniel was also a part of that offense. I mean, I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he was looking at video. Maybe he was an, an intern. So I feel like they're gonna find ways around. This like mandated rule. So also, it's kind of wild. They they like said they gotta be an offensive coach. Like well, they said they said, hey, yeah, well, y'all okay. know how to hit people. Well, to give <laughs> y'all, y'all, that is not why they did it. But y'all, it's enough of y'all. Y'all can hit people. We know that. Y'all so, good at running and stuff. Yeah. So after doing a deep dive um, into kind of the rule change, um, just because it's still fairly new. So just kind of doing a deep dive at initial like reading of articles, it seems like they did the offensive assistant mandate because they found that kind of the new trend, the new wave of hiring on mm-hmm. the head coaching cycle mm-hmm. is ma- is mainly on the offensive side of the ball versus the defensive mm-hmm. side of the football. Which, okay, I'm glad they did their research. Um, my kind of 
I don't even have an issue. I like the rule, like, getting people of color or women or there's a, like, diverse is such a broad term. Mm-hmm. You could literally find anybody to could be there. It doesn't have to be black. It doesn't have to be Hispanic. It could be um, a gay person. It could be anybody, like, people who identify with the LGBTQ plus community. So um, I'm kind of happy that they're having those type of people. I'm giving them opportunities to get their foot in the door. Um, my hesitation on embracing it is, what's them like? The NFL has shown that they do stuff for uh, face, like they don't do stuff to actually make change. They just do stuff to save face and to act like they're trying to do change. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's like I, I don't think the NFL does that maliciously. I just think that. People in our society have started to have unrealistic expectations of what can possibly be done. Aside of the Colin Kaepernick thing, that's just kind of crazy. But I just fear that teams are going to use, like, people always push back when you make them do something. So it might be one of those things where people hire whoever to be an offensive assistance intern and that consider that be considered the position with no actual like they don't actually want to expose them to like and put them in rooms where they could potentially succeed and network is kind of just like we just fulfilling this because it's a quota type thing especially with I just read an article that says the NFL is going to pay for those people's salaries so the, so the teams individually are not tied into that person's upward mobility at all especially since they're not the ones paying for their training development and kind of career success so it just kind of seems like yeah we're doing this just to say so y'all have something to, so y'all can shut up type of thing so that's just kind of what I fear when it comes to that it's just going to be like when people already know who they're going to hire but oh shoot we got to hire we got to fake interview a African American candidate so I just fear that that's going to end up happening and then somebody's going to find some way to be like, oh, I'm diverse. I'm from, my family's from Italy. So I feel like it's just, they kept it broad for things like that to occur. Cough, Mike McDaniel. Cough, cough. Well, Mike, he's half, ain't he, Mike, ain't he half black? I don't know what he is. He doesn't look like it. <laughs> he's in his dad. What's the saying? If you have 116, yeah. look, you black. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably it. <laughs> that, that boy got like 120th. Um, but the second rule change that um, took place um, today, actually, um, the NFL changed the overtime rules for the playoffs and for the playoffs only, which I personally loved that they didn't mess with the regular season rules because I don't want a regular season game going that long. But for the playoffs, for those who don't know, um, the NFL playoff, new playoff overtime rule is um, each team will get basically a chance to answer back unless the team that had the ball first scores a two-point conversion. In which case, that will end the game, um, which does suck. But, I mean, at a certain point, like, you can't. You have to have some type of, like, standard in place of, like, yo, play defense. Um, And as we saw in the um, Chiefs-Bills game during the playoffs, I mean, had Josh Allen had another chance to score, who knows what would have happened. But, I mean, just looking at this rule for me, I, I think it'll make playoff football that much more exciting. Um, it definitely is going to turn into – it may take some playoff games into shootouts because, like I said, I mean, we look at the Chiefs-Bills game because obviously I think that's the game that made this rule really come into fruition. 
neither defense could stop the other the other team's offense. Like it wasn't just the Bills defense was garbage. The Chiefs defense mm-hmm. was getting sure. Gabriel Davis, Gabe Davis, that boy looked like Jerry Rice reincarnated. He made oh, they scored. He made both teams scored twenty five points in two minutes. Yeah. Like that's unprecedented. Un- it's crazy. Yeah. But my thing is, like, yes, that was a phenomenal game, and you would have loved to see both teams, you know, get a chance. If you look at the AFC title game between the Bengals and the Chiefs, guess who got the ball first in overtime? The Chiefs got the ball. Guess who got to stop? The Bengals got to stop. Of guess who won the game? The Bengals won the game. So my thing is, I think they should have just kept it how it originally was, to be honest. But still, it's fair. But like, still, even if the Bengals are right, so let's say in a situation where the Bengals don't get that stop in Pat Mahomes score, then the Bengals just like don't get a chance. Well, defense is required to win the game. Exactly. First of all, defense wins championships. So if you're ha- the Bengals, first of all, I mean the Bills, there's no reason the Chiefs get down the field in less than 13 seconds. There's there there's no reason for that square. You cannot tell me in your right mind that the Chiefs should have gone down the field in less than 13 seconds. Hey, but we're not talking about – we're not talking about what led up to overtime. We're talking about overtime. Okay, but, okay and, but I'm talking about the, the the game itself, though. I'm talking about the game itself. Defense is important. Defense wins championships. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like the original format. Whoever gets the ball, if you give up a touchdown, all right, that's the game. Now you're about to extend the game and let somebody. So what if what, will it end in a tie? Then if it goes to two overtimes, then what? No, it's a shootout until somebody stops somebody or somebody goes for a two point conversion. I tend to. So there's no time on the clock after that. No, I think it's, the still, clock it's still zero. 15 minutes, right? It's still 15 minutes for overtime. Yeah, I mean, don't yeah, but what I'm saying is, all right, say the Chiefs use eight minutes of the clock finally score. Then the Bengals use the last six minutes and 50 seconds, and there's only 10 seconds left. Tie ball game. We're going to a double overtime now? Nah, I think it's it, it, too much. It goes to, um, too it much goes, at that point, it would go to a, a sudden death. death. Yeah. But I tend to agree with Ant. Crazy. I don't think I agree with Ant that much. Not I like him as a person, though, y'all. But um, it goes to a sudden death, right? Yeah, it goes yeah. to a sudden death that the both teams get the ball. My thing is, if both it's teams going, do get the ball? Yeah. In the playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah. So, my thing is, if they're going to do sudden death after the initial possession, why change it? Because it's just going to – because the thing with football is, in overtime, the reason the team scores most of the time when they freak the ball because the – like, they're exhausted, and it's easier for an offensive player to, like, keep subbing in and out if you go, like, and not lose much. And, like, I feel like the drop-off from, like, a number two receiver to a number three receiver is different than, like – the number two cornerback. Mm-hmm. Cornerbacks ain't coming in and out. Receivers coming in and out. That's real. That's real. So I think that's where most of it comes from. So it's just one of those things where in the Bills-Chiefs games, I think the Chiefs would have scored a touchdown, the Bills would have scored a touchdown, and then the Chiefs would have gotten field goal range. So I think it would have been the same result even with this. So I think the change is more lip service like the NFL usually does, for, which probably going to be the same result. But my thing is – like, if you were the team who got the ball second, say you gave up a touchdown, they scored, I would go for two. I'm going for two. I'm finishing this. <laughs> so, I would go. So, I feel like that might be exciting. Where That's going to be fun. So, teams, I feel like if teams know their defense is like, we're probably not going to stop them. 
what's the ch- if they have to weigh what are the chances we stop them from getting a field goal or what's the chances of us getting the two point conversion? Also, the so first who team. has the advantage now? The second team with the ball. Yeah, so the second I, team. No, with I still them. think it's even because no, it's, it's not. The, the first the team first, with the ball, if they don't score, why don't the they second, go for two? First team could go for two. They can go for two and say we're not even going to give you a chance. But at least it gives them a chance. That, like you can't be on some hard. You still at a disadvantage because all right, you don't get the two point. Now all they got to do is kick a field goal once they score, yeah. and they get four downs. But but that's I like that. I like that. The first team don't get four, four downs. You're not guaranteed four downs. The second team is guaranteed four downs. They're guaranteed to go for one or two. Why I don't you, know, man. The second team. Why aren't you guaranteed four downs? You really want to win bad enough? Nah, because if you if it's fourth if it's fourth and four, you'd be like the and you're on your coach. own thirty. The Chargers coach going for it. it Coaching four on your own thirty. You remember, you're not going you remember for the it. Raiders game, the last game of the year? They were on like they own thirty, and he went for it on like fourth and two. You don't remember that game? You sure it was their own thirty? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He went for like four fourth downs and then getting none of them joints. I don't know if it was on their own thirty, bro. It was. Hey, you shoot, 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 man. It is what it, it is. It'll be it'll be and, cool to see in practice in the playoffs. I mean, honestly, we might not the fact check. We might not even see it in the playoffs. That's the whole. Wait, how many games go to overtime? That's real. <laughs> like, is this for those shootouts though? Like, yeah. Like, you telling me you wouldn't have wanted to see Bill Sheets? Now that might be the most. That was the craziest. Was that was it that weekend or the weekend before? No, it was that weekend. That was the best weekend of football I've ever seen. That divisional round, like every game, like went down to the wire because I was. Yeah. Bucks, Rams. Let's just stop talking about it. This is not. Oh, 49ers, uh, Packers. Your Chiefs, Bills. So stop laughing. Hey, man, sh- shout out to fourth, the Commanders. Fourth and one on their own 19. That's even worse. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> on their own 19. This man does not care. On their own 19, <laughs> third quarter, though. I, it's not the fourth quarter. I think the difference in the, the different quarters, the, the stakes. Are a little different, man. Brandon Staley, really? is <laughs> Brandon Staley is the single reason that his team did not make the playoffs because they could have I mean, tied. But the thing is, the Zach Taylor did the same thing though. Well, I'm saying Brandon Staley could have just tied the game instead of calling a timeout. Yeah, I don't know why he called he, a timeout. I'm like, bro. I'm sorry. We're going off topic. Off topic. Um, we talked about the Chiefs a lot here, um, and last week the Chiefs made a a, a move I don't think anybody saw coming. Um, even more wild than the Devontae Adams trade, in my opinion. Um, they traded Tariq Hill, um, who is an absolute game breaker for for that team. And I mean, the question now becomes like, can the Chiefs be viewed as an AFC favorite still? Um, Ooh, that's a great question. Can, can, can they be viewed in that in that upper echelon of AFC team? Man, got a, he got a face. It looked like he won. He, he, won, he got gonna, something to say. I'm gonna let you jump right in. I do have something to say, Go crazy. and I'm here to tell you guys uh-huh. today. On March 29th, well, 2022, the, year of our Lord. The, the, the Kansas City Chiefs uh-huh. will not come out of the AFC West. Ooh. The Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, Chargers, will win the AFC West. And you said Devontae being traded, well, Tyreek Hill being traded was more crazy or crazier than Devontae being traded? It came out of nowhere. It did come out of nowhere. That's why I'm saying it's crazy. Oh, yeah, I thought I you were know. saying the impact of. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying, saying, I'm saying, because, because this is the thing. Because Devonte was literally Pat the Mahomes still offense. has a, Pat Mahomes still has a number one receiver in Travis Kelsey. Then yeah. we're not gonna say he doesn't. Yeah. But that trade came out like Devonte Adams. We already knew he was on the franchise tag. He. Every, well, Tyreek Hill hinted at it. 
Well, he hinted at it in a tweet that nobody paid attention yeah, to. Yeah, nobody. Like, literally, no. Like, when they pulled up the tweet, I was like... I didn't even realize. How did we... How did the media miss this? The media want to talk about everything else except for this tweet. They mm-hmm. probably thought it was... They probably thought it was... They thought the Chiefs Foundation, which, like, I'm assuming we all thought... Mahomes, Tyreek, Travis, until one of them got older. And the Chiefs case, not the... I don't want to... I know we kind of... Went into your uh, to your monologue there. Okay. Do you want what you want to finish before I go up? Yeah, go ahead, finish. So I think where the Chiefs messed up was they waited until Devonte got his money. Mm. They should have gave that boy Tyreek an extension way before. It's like what? That's the whole reason they couldn't do it because Tyreek saw he was like, oh, he's making this. I need no. More they were trying more. to work the deal before I, I know. got his money. And Tyreek, it sells on Tyreek, so Tyreek knew. Tyreek's whoever his agency is is smart. They were just like, we're gonna wait till Devonte get his, and then we. I'm surprised Devonte didn't try that strategy. Maybe it was because he was gonna be franchise tagged, so it's a little different. But Tyreek, whoever his management team is. Smart, because it's like, all right, we're going to wait till Devontae gets his, and then we're just going to ask for more. And nice. then I I agree with Ant. Wow, I'm agreeing with Ant a lot That's today. That's two times today. <laughs> I'm agreeing with Ant, and I think the Chargers are now the favorites to win the AFC West. Um, I still think the Chiefs will make the playoffs. I think the signings of Juju, um, Valdez, Gantling, and I'm sure they'll draft one of the Ohio State boys, Jameson Williams, um, Drake London. I'm sure they'll draft one of those receivers in the draft to try to get some of that um, production back. But I think this trade benefits the Chiefs more in the long run Mm -hmm. than in the short term. They get a little more cap space. I read an article that they're going to try to get Stephon Gilmore and James Bradbury with that cap space they got. Mm-hmm. So adding to their defense, making their defense stronger. They lost um, They lost Tyran. <laughs> and then also getting a lot of draft capital because the money – I don't know exactly when Patrick Mahomes' contract goes in, his extension, where it's going to be like a $50 million cap hit. But they got to get a lot of stuff moving so they can have pieces around Pat Mahomes so they can have – so it's not going to be a five-year window. It could be a 15-, 20-year window. So I think it's not – they're not rebooting, but they're kind of retooling the team. And they – Tyreek Hill personally is a top five, maybe even top three receiver in the league to me. Um, but they had to find a way to kind of like get pieces in other areas and not rely on like two players on offense to be their whole offense, which they kind of have. I agree with you. I definitely agree there. Um Overall, though, I, I'm going to make a very wild take, and if I had the liquor out, I would take a shot for this take. Because it's going to be wild. There is a situation in my head that I'm I'm kind of firm on. The Chiefs can plausibly come in last place in the AFC West. Still make the playoffs. Yeah, they can possibly ah. still make the playoffs. But I can see them coming in last place because, one, the Chargers, I think, I agree with y'all, too, are the absolute favorites. Like, the addition, people don't look at the addition of Khalil Mack. It's something crazy. I think it's something crazy because having him and Joey Bosa on the same D-line. And like I said last week, they added Sebastian Joseph Day, who I think people don't give the respect he had, like that he deserved, because the Bengals could not run the ball when he was in the game. Like, that is a grown man down there. Like, Aaron Donald, and, and we, everybody knows AD is tough. He's arguably the best defensive lineman in the league. They would run the ball at Aaron Donald. He no, is. He, no, he, he is. is. Sorry. By, by I'm, I'm sorry. He is. He is. But they would run the ball at Aaron Donald. When Sebastian Joseph Day was right next to Aaron Donald, they say, yeah, we going to chill. Pass the ball, bro. We we good. Joe, throw. 
But adding him to that defensive line, terrifying in my opinion. Um, you look at what the Raiders did. They got Devontae Adams. They got Derek Carr. They, they, Chandler Jones. They, they got Chandler Jones. They still have Hunter Renfro. They still have Waller. Like, I don't think they lost anybody major. All they did was get a great defensive end, who, him and Max Crosby next to each other. Once again, terrifying on the D-line. And then to add Devontae Adams next to Hunter Renfro, next to Darren Waller, it's like, and you still have Josh Jacobs, who I didn't mention. As, and he's a great young running back. And then you look at the Broncos, who I want to say, yeah, they're going to be the worst team in the NFC West, but, like, they are. I just I, – I feel – it's hard for me to just go against Russell Wilson in certain situations. And I think Russell uh, – motivated Russell Wilson, like, and motivated to show the world, like, yeah, y'all thought that that last year in Seattle was bad. I got something for y'all. The Broncos' defense wasn't terrible. Their problem the past couple of years has been they haven't had a consistent quarterback. You have Jerry Judy, you have Cortland Sutton, you got Tim Patrick. They're probably going to resign Melvin Gordon. Um, yes, they lose no offense, but I think tight ends you can. You got Alberto. Oh yeah, I forgot Alberto. Yeah, second round pick um, that they invested in. So I think it's plausible because the other three teams have decently good defenses. Like the Broncos have Bradley Chubb and um, Randy Gregory. The Chiefs. I love Chris Jones. I don't like Frank Clark. If they go out and get um, Stephon Gilmore and James Bradbury, cool. That might make me change my opinion. But as of right now, I, in a war of attrition, I think they're the ones that will fall off first. So, Boy, you do not bet against Patrick Mahomes. Yes, I think. Well, to be honest, good. the fallout from the Tyreek Hill trade, I don't think either team necessarily lost that trade. Um, I feel as though the Dolphins with Tua – um, and Mike McDaniel out there, I think it's going to be a lot of quick game out there. So you got Waddle, you got Tyreek Hill, you can stretch the field. There's so much you can do with the mind uh, that Mike McDaniel has. And the fact that they, they just have the fastest team in the league is also crazy. They bring in Raheem Mostert. You already got Waddle, and now you add Tyreek Hill. Did you guys see they called them the le- the Legion of Zoom? Yeah, I saw that. that I was cool. like, that is so cringy and corny. <laughs> but it's tough. I love it. It is tough. It's not tough. I love it's it. It's not tough. They also got um, Chase Edmonds, right? Yeah, oh, yeah they, 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 brought in, they brought in Chase Edmonds as well. So You sure uh, we didn't talk about this last week? I yeah. definitely think uh, the Dolphins uh, did a hell of a job, you know, revamping their entire offense. But – the Chiefs, they still have Patrick Mahomes. And I think for what it's worth, yes, you would love to have seen, you know, Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes, that connection, you know, live on for like many more years. But at the same token, all good things have to come to an end. And I think Patrick Mahomes, in my eyes, still definitely being the best quarterback in the league. He's going to make it shape. He's going to make something shape. They're going to probably get a, a young receiver in a draft. And uh, he's going to build him up. And then we're going to be talking about, you know, Mahomes and Jamison Williams or Mahomes and whoever, Chris Olave, who DJ thinks, you know, the Packers are going to end up Go, Pack, go. I'm just saying. Um, I, I I don't think the Chiefs are finishing last. I still have the ultimate faith and belief in Mahomes, and I'm not that confident in Russell Wilson. I know you guys love him, uh, but I'm, I'm not confident. You, 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 I, I think guys, he's don't, overrated. Don't, 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 don't speak for oh, me. I am not. I think Russell Wilson's the worst quarterback in the division. Oh, hold on. Uh, what, good gracious. That brother has Sierra on his side. I can't <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I raised this question to 
to uh to okay, Zion. Okay, and Russ, I was like, Russ is a lot. I was like, he's third. Is Russ? Yeah. I mean, it's Derek Carr, Russell Wilson. In, in my top QB list, they're back to back. To be honest, they're really close. Seven and eight. That's where they are. We'll, 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 have, to, we'll have to do a top ten quarterback. Yeah, we'll, we'll do this hey, later gonna, down gonna, the stretch. We're going to put that on the docket. I know he's very ask, upset right now. David, can I ask one more question before we go? Yeah. Before one more on, question about the AFC on. West. Could you argue that the Chiefs have the worst set of skill players in the AFC West? Absolutely. I, 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 they, they do. Yeah, I, I mean, on paper, yeah. On, like, I, I was curious because I would say I don't know if you would have the Broncos skill players over them because they, they're all good but not necessarily super proven. Jerry Judy been injured. Cortland Sutton's hit or miss. Tim Patrick's hold inconsistent. On, on. Don't, don't disrespect Cortland Sutton, bro. Cortland, Cortland Sutton didn't put up numbers with nothing at quarterback, bro. That boy is nice. And then you still got I mean, the none of them are better than Kelsey, but aside from Kelsey, is Juju still Juju? Juju, Juju we haven't seen. is a new number two receiver. <laughs> We haven't seen Juju do anything since Antonio Brown. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. You know what Juju did? We seen him dance. Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> That's what wow. Juju used to do. Um, yeah, aside from dancing on logos and getting speared and stiff armed and all that other stuff. CEH or Javante Williams? Because I don't think they signed him Melvin Gordon. I think they That's tough. That's tough. Mm. I mean, that's a great – I mean, again, the Chiefs and the Broncos, they're probably going to – I don't know. I, don't, I think the Raiders finished second, to be honest. I think the Chargers won the division. Uh, there's a possibility that there's a third team that comes out of the AFC West. But the AFC North also may have some contenders. And we're also forgetting about the AFC East. It's just too many. The, the AFC is just so loaded, man. Every, somebody everybody ha, somebody has to lose. Somebody has to win. Somebody has to lose. Honestly, every AFC division aside from the AFC South is like, like all four teams in the division could plausibly, aside from the Jets, all four teams, aside from the Jets, could plausibly win that division. Dog, any team that makes it to the playoffs in the AFC has a legitimate shot to win, to win the Super Bowl. So it could be the seventh. What? I think they're gonna kill each other, and then whoever like nah, it could. It's, it could you look at the 49ers, they were a seventh seed this year, made it to the freaking NFC title game. I know, but I, I'm, I'm saying, just saying the AFC West. I mean, the AFC being so stacked, it could really be any team that wins. If you did top ten teams in the NFL, what eight of them are in the AFC? Possibly. Possibly. You got the Bucks. You got the, oh no seven. You got the Bucks. You got the uh. Well, we're not gonna include the Go Pack Go right I'm now. I'm not. I'm not until they revamp. We got so we got the Bucks okay. and we got the Rams. That's That's so it. I guess yeah. Eight. All right, all right. So let's let's do this then. After the draft, then we can go and make this list. Okay. Because after after the draft, after we add Julio, probably OBJ, probably uh, Chris. Boy, OBJ is gonna be injured. OBJ is not going to live in Green Bay. Either. Yeah, he's definitely not going to coach. That is wishful thinking. He was. He said he I would be more I shocked. Would, he said he would be open to Cleveland. It's not a. He doesn't care about. Yes, weather. he would go back to Cleveland. You don't know why. Who's who? Look who's in Cleveland. Cleveland. You just said if he don't want to play in the cold though. Cleveland, Cleveland cold and Green Bay. Come on, dude. They're both cold as hell. It snows in Green Bay often. It, it snows in Cleveland often. Bro, bro, you're not about to equate Cleveland and Green Bay. <laughs> and they're on a lake. They have the lake effect. That's like equating. That's worse. That's like equating New York to Buffalo. They're Bro. not the same at all. Bro. They're not the same. Cleveland is literally on a lake. Cleveland is arguably worse than Green Bay. You realize lake effect is a thing, right? Man, all right, let's move on before we start talking about states and geography too much. Um, <laughs> I got an A in geography. <laughs> what was our geography teacher? What? We even have geography at WJ. What are you talking about? Uh, High school. 
Alright, man. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Last topic for the day. We gotta dive a little bit into the Easter Conference um, in the NBA just because the Easter Conference has gotten a little bit interesting. Um, and so far, have, have y'all changed y'all Easter Conference favorites? Um, for me, I think the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek Freak, whatever you want to call them, um, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, they got Brooke Lopez back. They're getting George Hill back. Grayson Allen is playing good and clean basketball. I got the Bucks <laughs> making it still um, out of the East. And, I mean, you got the Heat bickering back and forth. Um, bickering, that is an understatement. That is an understatement. Dang, they were fighting. <laughs> they were fighting. Udonis Hasen wants to fight Jimmy Butler. Did you hear? Did you hear a rumor that he said something about Rachel Nichols to that man? Yeah, during I heard an argument. That. I heard he say you only you only got this max money because Rachel Nichols. <laughs> Y'all heard that? Yes, yeah. bro. I've seen it multiple times. <laughs> what in the world? So I've I've heard that rumor before that Jimmy Butler and Rachel Nichols was playing ever, basketball. Have you ever since he was that, bouncing the basketball? Ever and since it. that interview in uh, Minnesota, he was in the and bubble. I heard he was getting it in in the bubble. He was in the Rachel. bubble, and Rachel married with kids too, so people can't play with them rumors. I don't even know if we like Rachel Nichols. Though. Nah, we don't like Rachel Nichols. And that's like Jimmy Butler. You yeah, know, Rachel Butler Nichols. Like country music she, too. she tried to go against uh, Maria Taylor. I ain't like that. She was hate. But um, a little hater. Aside from that tangent, yeah, I still got the Bucks um, as my Easter Conference favorite. Um, I know Kyrie Irving has finally been able to play at home, um, even though the Hornets spoiled his his, his home return. Um, who do y'all have coming out the East? Right now, my favorite. Before, you know, New York lifted its uh, vaccination, like, ruling uh, for Kyrie Irving specifically. I feel like it was targeted towards him. Um, I had the Bucks. The Bucks were your favorite. Who's your they favorite? were my favorite. And now... I've been waiting for this. The Bucks are still my favorite. Um, and I, I say that, like, I would love for the Nets to, you know... Come out of the East, and right now, quite frankly, they are still the favorites to come out of the East. But my thing is, I think they're going to get beat down like so much in this run for the uh, AC, the Eastern Conference uh, title. I, I think it's just going to be too much for them to overcome. They're already in AFC right now. No, they're the ninth seed. They're not even the AFC. They're the ninth seed. Uh, so they will definitely be in the playing game. And then once they get in. Uh, if they're, nope, they are the AC by half a game right now. Oh, okay. Sorry. It must have changed in yesterday. Yeah, it did. So either way, they're going to have to face one of those top two teams. And then from there, they're going to have to take face probably, in my mind, I'm thinking, one of the top four teams. And then, again, they'll have to face another top four team because I think all the top four teams are going to end up advancing. I don't think there's going to be any upsets. I think the Eastern Conference is, you know, very top-heavy. It's four really good teams. Um, and I, I feel like... The, the Nets, the, it's just going to be too much like collateral on them mm-hmm. by having to go against the East you know, elite. So I don't think – maybe they get to the even conference final, but I don't think they win because they're going to be so tired. They're going to be so beat up. Won't be able to get it done. Corey, where you going with? Also, sorry, y'all, about the police sirens. I don't know. I don't live in a bad neighborhood. I live in a bougie neighborhood. I don't know why that's <laughs> going off. Man, I hate to agree with y'all, but <gasps> – I'm still going to stick with the Milwaukee Bucks, and I honestly want to take make it a hot take. I don't think the Bucks honestly get challenged very much on the road to the NBA Finals. Um, the Bulls haven't beat a team 
good. A top three. <laughs> the Bulls haven't beat a good team ever. They, and they've been getting smacked by top teams, not just beat. They've been so, getting... I don't think – I guess the Lonzo ball was a way bigger loss than people have made it seem. Mm-hmm. Kind of their facilitator and let Zach and DeMar not have as much playmaking responsibilities. And defensive responsibilities. And defensive responsibilities. So, I think the Bulls are out. We touched on the heat. Um, legitimately getting into a fight, which I think is a way bigger issue than people are making it because it wasn't like it was players in fighting. Yeah. From the video, we see Jimmy Butler trying to go at it with Eric Spolster. Shout out to Eric Spolster for having the mental fortitude to be like, dude, I'm not going to fight you. But yeah. <laughs> Udonis Haslam, I think that's going to be an issue that lingers. And we've seen Jimmy Butler has forced himself out of three places now. So he didn't force himself out of Philly. Ben Simmons forced him out of Philly. Okay, so he was forced or been forced out of three different places. The first couple times I'm like, all right, it's not him, but at some point, yeah, you are the issue. So I think that's a marriage that's not gonna last too much longer. I don't know if what's going on. Jimmy Butler's also been hurt a lot. Um they're the Heat are still the number one seed, I believe. As of right now. As yeah. of right now, but I think the top four teams are all a game apart from each other. Yeah, one game. Um 76ers, Joel Embiid is fantastic. I don't trust James Harden in the playoffs. He's been playing bad recently. Yeah, James Harden, ever since that Nets game, he's been off. So I don't think that... You know, his stats are exactly identical in Philly as they were in Brooklyn. And I don't think he was playing amazing. I, was gonna say, I don't think he was playing well in Brooklyn either. I mean, the, the numbers... The, so James Harden is a person... I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, James Harden is a person I look at as... You can't necessarily just look at his numbers. Because his numbers say one thing, but when you actually pay attention to the game itself, it's a whole nother thing. He has the ball all the time, so he's going to always end up. And he doesn't play defense. He always is under the basket, so he's going to always end up with 20 points. Just the fact he has the ball all the time to pass, he's going to end up with eight. Like, his bad games are always going to be in that 15 to 25 point, 7 to 12 Ten. rebounds, 7 to 12 assists. So, he going, most games, he's going to end up with 28 and 8. Exactly. You look at that like, I want, my, I want a player to average that. But it's like, it's he not, literally takes the whole team out of a flow when he's playing bad. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes when he's playing good, it's it's so mm-hmm. crazy. Because, like, even if you look at him and Tobias Harris, because, like, I focused on, like, watching them two play together. Mm-hmm. When James Harden plays well, Tobias Harris plays awful. Yeah. When Tobias Harris plays well, James Harden is, like, Three for 20, 12 points, five, five rebounds, 10 assists. Mm-hmm. It's like he he literally disrupts the entire flow, good or bad. The only person that's like been it, well, there's two people on the Philly on the 7 Sixers that have benefited from James Harden being there. Joel Embiid, because even though James Harden is playing bad, he's still James Harden. Nobody's going to ever act like he's not. And then Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey's been playing Bites out basketball before he got there. Now that he's got James Harden, Tyrese Maxey has gotten to play off ball a little bit more, and you can kind of see that's more of his what the role. That's more his natural. Exactly, he's more of a combo guard than a traditional point exactly. guard. Exactly. So, um, yeah, James Harden's not to play good, but I'm sorry, Corey, you're saying no. Nah, and then like the Celtics, that. I think the Celtics would have been tough, but with the loss of Robert Williams, I, I think they have fallen out. So I think the Bucks. Honestly, the only competition I see for the Bucks in the Eastern Conference is the Nets, but I think the Nets are still – they still need Ben Simmons, and I'm yep. not confident that Ben Simmons is going to play in the playoffs. And if he is, I don't think he's going to play well. I just don't think you cannot play a sport for 
how long has it been? Seven, eight months now? Almost a year. Almost Longer a year, that, bro. Almost yeah. a year. Well, because he played in the playoffs last year. So, like, that's, like, what, two months, a month or two extended? So, it's been 10 to, 10 to 11 months. Yeah, so, uh, not to argue with y'all, but, like, I just don't think, no matter how much practice you have been doing, I just don't think you can come in and be super impactful the way they would need him to be super impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just way too much. Like, I feel like KD and Kyrie can win you a series, but can they win you three series? That's a lot. That's like for t- That's a lot for two dudes to literally. And Kyrie ain't going to be doing what he's been doing because he's not going to not have a game and then have a week off. It's going to be he's playing every other night. So his he's body's not going to be as well-rested as it was. Like, he would be playing road trips and then not then would have, like, a break and then we'll play again. I think – I'm not saying his body's going to break down, but it seems like all of his best, best games were coming, like, after, like, a good por- portion of rest. I just think it's going to be hard. I feel like what – for them to win three series, they would probably have to average, what, 70 points combined? Yeah. I mean, it's been done before, though, bro. To win three series, they. I mean, we've seen KD and yeah, Le- I mean Kyrie and LeBron do it for a finals, but we haven't seen people do it for three series. Hell, even yeah. Kobe and Shaq can put those those numbers up. Like, yeah. like that's that's, that's tough a to lot. do. Especially, and it's like it's a little it's a little easier when it's like a big and a guard because like y'all can play off each other. Them dudes are gonna do most of their damage straight. Okay. I'm getting buckets, ISOing. Which is super energizing. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I want to say, like, Seth Curry is going to be this, like, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, and Goran Dragic. Like, those three, I love that they added them, but I just don't. I don't and then those, and it's bad because the role players, like, usually if you have those dudes, you would need your role players to be, like, three and D guys. Yeah. They're, they're three. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all three. And, they, and going against the Bucks, like, if they, let's say they ended up <laughs> running into the Bucks, it's like, it's terrifying. Who's going to check Andre Drummond's? Andre Drummond's checking Giannis? That sounds like four fouls in three minutes to me. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to throw up the peace sign the other night. <laughs> yeah, Drummond, peace, shit on the bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting run because um, it literally, like we said, like every other Eastern Conference power all of a sudden is breaking down some way, somehow. Um, but I still, I will say this. I said it last week or two weeks ago. I still think if I'm one of those teams in the East, I'm watching these standings, and I'm saying wherever the Nets may fall, if they're going to be a seventh seed, like, I will go into the playoffs as a third seed. It's hard, though, because they could be anything. Cause it's I like Because the season ends, so they could be the seven or the eight. Or they could well, not be well, in it. Well, but I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm watching like the standings like every night before the game. Like if these boys have a chance to be the seven seed, I'd rather be four. Man, I, I rock out at four, man. Hey, Lou, we gonna take man Giannis. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm, um, Coach Butt, hey Giannis, bro, you got some rest, bro. Don't, don't, you're not playing tonight. But the play game, they, they can't dictate that. Well, no, you can't. But that's what I'm, that's what we're saying. He's like, saying you got you fall all the way to the four. You do three oh. or four. Oh yeah. To stay away from them in the first round. Yeah. I, the second round, you might have a little chance because they're gonna have to go against. I, I would rather play them in the second round than the first round. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, we're agreeing. Yeah, I'd rather, definitely rather play them in the second round. I don't want to see them in the first what round. What about Miami Heat versus the Nets? One eight. Nets winning six. So you got Nets winning. Then you got Nets versus. I guess they would go against the two seed. No, it would be the um, winner of four or five. I don't think that does the NBA reshuffle for lowest highest seed plays no. lowest seed. No. I think so it's just it's, a bracket, it's, it's right? It's one eight four five. 
two seven three or three six two seven. So the Celtics are the five seed right now. The Celtics, I believe, are the four. The Celtics right now are the four seed. Yes, Who's I believe five? it's it's the Bulls. The Bulls are the five again. I'm I'm agreeing with Corey. I'm, uh, I might go for the third. I'm I so three. Do the Celtics beat the Nets in a seven game series? That's interesting. That's an interesting topic. If, if the Nets really dodge the Bucks and the 76ers, yeah, they're gonna and not have to play either one until the conference final. I take that from the Nets. But see, I don't think I don't think playing the Celtics is dodging because the interesting part about Boston is this. Think about what the the but Nets I still just would not losing. Uh, Robert Williams is a huge loss. It's a it's a major defensively loss. on your offensive boards. But who stops Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? What you mean? You act like Kevin Durant is not going to be up for the task, bro. He can't guard both of them. He gonna guard one of them. And if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm guarding JT. JB, you gonna have to go crazy now. But JB has deferred to an extent. To JT, he has. The Nets might just be like, we let Marcus Smart beat us. That's the thing. Like, it's be <laughs> exactly. like, all right, I'm Marcus. Too. It's like, all right, Marcus, if you gonna hit five threes, we gonna lose. That's. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how I would play it. That's real. That's real, man. But what? we we gonna got we gonna do an NBA preview. Yeah. A we got time. Preview. We, yeah, we got, got time. We got time for the playoffs. You know, we got time. We definitely got to talk about the Western Conference and a couple of other things in the West. Um, but for now, people, um, make sure y'all are watching the Final Four this weekend. I won't be. I'll be watching WrestleMania. Um, but, yeah. Y'all got any final words? Yeah. You want to go first? You, I'll go first? All right. So, want to do a very special shout-out to the Capital City Go-Go. Whole lot of gang stuff. Gang Capital gang. City Go-Go. Ain't <laughs> making a face. Ain't making a face. Oh, no. We got stuff going on in here, but shout out Capital City Go Go. Winners of the last five games clinch a playoff spot, can finish anywhere in the top four seeds. They've been beating the brakes off of boys, too. We had a big loss losing Greg Monroe to the Utah Jazz, one of our better players. They did that on purpose. But shout out to the Capital City Go-Go, a team in D.C. that don't get enough love. Hey, Probably the best team in D.C. right they, now. They are the most winning team in D.C. as we speak. And if the Go-Go get a ring, I get a ring. I, I can't Shout wait. out my email sports, man. Hey, your turn. You know, I admire your love and passion for uh, the company you guys work for, the team you guys work for. Um, I wish I could do the same for my team. Um, I don't have that that luxury of you know being a fanboy week in and week out for my uh, my team. But um, go Wizards, go Commanders, go Nationals, go Caps. Well, we are Commanders. Go go go. <laughs> go go go. Go go go. That's how we got ended up. Man, y'all have a good one. Uh, make sure y'all subscribe. Um, check the tourney challenge because um, somebody's gonna win fifty dollars next Monday, and we are out of here. Peace out, people.